Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Self Storage Insight. I'm Ben Shirey. I'll be your host today. And today I'm going to have a little bit of a different interview. I'm going to be speaking with an industry professional uh, in credit card processing. And this is going to be sparked off of a, or based off of a conversation that sparked on on uh, Facebook and some other forums that I'm in, where I talked about passing your credit card processing fees on to your customers and uh, got a lot of uh, a lot of heated comments from it. And so I kind of wanted to just do an episode and kind of, you know, uh, pick somebody's brain that has a lot of experience in this field. And so today's episode, we're going to do a little bit different. Uh, this will be sponsored by CC Storage. And today we're going to talk about maximizing profitability. All right. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Today, I'm going to be joined by John Shirey. He is the COO of the largest statement analysis company in the United States, ISOAMP. Uh, and so they uh, analyze uh, credit card processing statements all day, every day. And uh, John, if you don't mind, just give me a little bit of a backstory on what you do there and uh, kind of what your company does. Sure thing. I appreciate you having me uh, on the podcast. Uh, so ISOAMP um, is a company that analyzes merchant statements, um, any type of business, anybody that accepts credit card payments. Um, they a lot of times will send those uh, statements to us and our team and we analyze those statements. We break down for the business owner exactly what's happening on their statement. Um, we show them you know, what their processor's making on the account, um, the actual pass-through costs on the account. And so we're analyzing hundreds of statements a day. Um, we work typically with um, ISOs, independent sales organizations, and banks um, and ISVs, and they basically trust us to analyze their merchant statements. Okay, awesome, awesome. And before we get too far and lose everybody with, uh, you know, talking about credit card processing fees and all this, uh, you know, deep stuff, uh, kind of the point for having you on the podcast with me today was um, as far as, credit card processing fees and how they relate to self-storage. Uh, I've been asking this question in some different groups and some different forums about passing these credit card processing fees on to customers, which seems to be a growing trend. Um, it is gaining some traction in a lot of areas. Our area specifically, I see a lot of small businesses that are starting to put signage out that they're doing this kind of thing and passing fees through to, the customer, through to their customers. Um, and so I kind of wanted to bring you in today to talk about that specifically. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited for the podcast today and we'll see, see where the conversation goes. Um, and then one other piece of it is I'm going to pull up my uh, one of my Facebook groups that I was on where I posted this question with some of the responses. And uh, so we can answer some of those concerns that people have with this whole pricing model, you know. Sure. Um, it seems like everybody's super scared of it. Awesome. Well, I mean, definitely pull out all the tough questions and let's let's dive into it. I'm excited to talk about it for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, typically when you see a, um, a credit card processing statement come in, um, is there a specific percentage that you think like typical businesses are, are paying what percentage of fees, you know, over total volume? Well, a lot of times the true cost of processing, again, there's so many variables to this, depending on what type of business you are, um, how you're accepting payments, uh, card not present transactions versus card present transactions. Um, you know, the type of customer that you typically have, you know, at your location, there's a lot, a lot of variables that play into that. A lot of times if for somebody that's just trying to take a quick guess, 2% is probably a lot of times the true cost of processing. Um, but again, it could be much less. It could be much more. Um, and then that's typically definitely not what the business owner is paying. Um, that could be anywhere from 3 to 4%, uh, you know, as a, as a pretty good standard. Right, right. And if you look at your, your credit card processing statement, there's all kinds of fees that no one has a clue what they are. Sure. Um, and so there's a lot of room there where they can sneak some uh, hidden costs in. And I think maybe that's part of some of the reason that people are so cautious about the whole credit card processing, passing the fees on. They don't even know what they're passing on or they don't know what they're doing with it. So they're just scared when they hear a name like Visa might come after you if you do this this, right? Sure. 
Yeah, I guess one of the first things that I would say and something that you brought up earlier was that this program is now starting to be adopted, it seemed like, in your area. Um, And one thing that I would want to point out at the beginning of this would be to make sure that everybody is aware this is not a new program. I mean, gas stations have been doing this for 50 years. Um, I would say that this program is more rapidly adopted recently in the last couple of years, especially with like COVID and things like that. I mean, business owners are trying in many cases to find a way to keep their doors open. And Mm -hmm. so this program has definitely helped businesses potentially do that because they're eliminating maybe one of their biggest expenses um, as a business owner. So that's kind of where the direction is going. Um, Sure. And, you know, but it's not new. It's right. definitely not new. Well, so one of the reasons that I posed the question in that way, right, was somebody somebody's response to me asking, I'll just read the question here. It was, uh, how many of you, again, this is to a group of self-storage owners, okay. uh, how many of you are accepting credit cards and paying the processing fee versus passing those fees on to your customers? Passing the fees on to customers is growing in my area within small business. And I'm curious how many of you have adopted that strategy and how it's going for you. Sure. Okay. So one of the people, one of the first comments that came back to that was big business can get away with this, not the little guys. Okay. It's too competitive. Right. So how do you kind of address that? Like for one, for me, you know, I kind of believe in that business model a little bit to where that's not really fair. Like I've been paying these fees with my big utility companies and with other companies for a long time. And I'm, I'm kind of just okay with it. But why is, why does everybody feel like the big businesses can get away with it? But the small guys have this disadvantage where they can't do this kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I may even argue completely opposite with what the um, the comment was about how big businesses can't get away with it and small ones can. It, it might actually be the opposite way around where um, big businesses, maybe it is even more relevant for them because they're literally paying thousands of dollars a month um, in fees. Now, one thing that I would say right at the beginning, especially when you read that comment, um, is you know certain businesses are okay with passing it, certain ones aren't. I would I would stop right there and say that's, in my opinion, not true. In my opinion, every business passes the fees to the customer. Now you don't, not every business does it in the form of like a dual pricing program or a cash discount program where they actually are passing the actual cost up a a flat percentage to the customer. But in general, I mean, it's business. You're passing the fees to the uh, customer because it's part of, it's part of doing business. It's part of cost. Mm -hmm. And so, You know, yeah, some businesses are actually passing that actual percentage to the customer, but other businesses are raising the rates. Other businesses are trying to make sure that they're profitable, and so they're raising the price of their pizza. They're raising the price of their hair um, appointments and their haircuts. Um, well, why is that? In some reason, in some cases, it's because cost of doing business goes up. You know, the electric bill goes up. Um, right. Hard goods goes up. There's a you know, the supply chain, it costs more than it used to to get things delivered, you know, and things like that. Sure. But in addition to that, the cost of processing goes up. And so, you know, interchange, if you're not familiar with this, you know, interchange typically goes up, you know, twice a year, the rate, the rates change. Okay. And usually they don't change in anybody's favor as far as uh, for the business owner. So I would like to say most businesses pretty much in my opinion, all businesses pass the fees to the customer. Um, the question is, are you passing it to just the credit card uh, people that are paying with a card or are you passing it to everyone 
in terms of raising your prices. Right. And so just, just to kind of touch base on this really quick, because this is a, a phrase that is, is going to probably get thrown around a little bit in this conversation. Dole pricing, whenever that comes up, kind of just give us an idea. What is that? What is dole pricing when you say it? Yeah. So dole pricing is a program where um, typically the the business or the uh, the consumer is going to be shown two prices. Um, a lot of times that is going to be actually on the on the shelf of a store or something like that. Um, it's going to be at the point of sale uh, for sure, um, where they are going to put their their payment in. They're going to see a cash price and a credit price. Um, and if they pay with a card, you know they're going to pay the hundred and three dollars. And if they hundred and four dollars or whatever the case is, and if they pay with cash, they're paying that one hundred dollars. So dual pricing is just very simply two different prices. There's a cash price and there's a card price. Okay. Yep. Just wanted some clarification on that just because, yeah, that phrase will get thrown out here and, sure. and people probably have no idea if they're not in the credit card processing yeah, sure. game, uh, what that means. One so. thing to answer though, specifically the question about, you know, the large businesses versus the small ones. Um, you know, a lot of times if somebody was to make that statement, they just don't understand that, you know, a consumer is a consumer, whether you have a hundred of them or whether you have 50 of them or whether you have thousands of them. The bottom line is, are consumers going to care that much about paying the fees um, for, for a business? Um, and I would argue specifically to answer that, I know we're going to dive into a bunch of other questions. I would argue that, you know, it doesn't matter. The percentage is going to be the same versus a small client versus a large client. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification on that. Yeah. One of the, one of the responses that I got a lot of were similar to this and it just says, raise your fees and then pay the fees or raise your rates and pay the fees. Yep. Um, and so that was kind of the biggest pushback that I saw from this question was raise your rates and just pay the fees. Sure. Um, almost like, uh, don't stir the pot, right? right? Like they're scared to address this issue of passing these fees onto the customer and then sure. showing an additional fee at the point of sale. Sure. Um, and with the storage facility, it's going to be a little bit different, right? There's a, they have a monthly fee that they're paying versus they're not walking in and buying a, you know, disposable or a hard good. They're, okay. they're renting the unit for the month. Um, and so they're kind of like, ah, just, you know, raise your rate if you're that concerned about three and a half percent. Um, and to my thing is, well, yeah, then I've raised my rates, what, three and a half percent on everybody in the, the, whether they're a new customer or an existing customer or whether they pay with cash or if they pay with an alternate payment method. Uh, so kind of what is your thought on that as far as that mindset is what we see a lot of. So the question is, you know, I think everybody would agree accepting cards is very valuable for your business. If you're not accepting cards, whether it's self-storage or no matter what business you're in, people spend more with their card. Um, sure. People, um, you know, like to use their card. They get rewards from their card. So a lot of times people that uh, don't understand what actually happens when a, when a payment is made with a card. Um, for you, the business owner, whether it's self-storage or whatever your business is, there's different fees associated with different card types. And so if I walk into your business and I pay with my rewards card and I'm getting cash back, I'm getting all these benefits, you as the business owner are usually the one that's getting hit with those extra costs versus right. if I come in and I use a debit card or anything like that, especially if I pay with cash or a check. Well, sure. so the question is, if we all agree that paying with a card is super beneficial for the business owner to accept, you're going to have more repeat customers, you're going to take payment easier, you're not going to have to worry about you know somebody coming by and handing you cash, then who should pay the fee? Um, and, you know, to just come out right away and say, well, that's just the cost of doing business, raise your prices, and the business owner should pay the fee. My question to that would be, my response to that would be why? Why would the business owner 
why should the business owner be the one that gets screwed on processing fees when they are just trying to provide a valuable service to their uh, tenants, maybe if it's self-storage, um, to their customers, if they're in the restaurant business or whatever the case is. And so, you know, I'm very passionate about the fact that I think that a dual pricing program is best for the business owner. But this is maybe where I'm a little bit um, different than maybe most people that's going to be talking about dual pricing or maybe that you've heard in your comments there on, uh, on your Facebook post. I think dual pricing is best for the consumer. And that's probably what a lot of people would be like, what do you mean? How's that best for the consumer? Right. Well, to your point, what you had brought up was, you know, this and even this person brought up, why not just raise the rates? So to me, again, it's very like, it's very easy to get stuck in that mindset of, you know, this is the way that it's been done for 20 years. So let's not change anything. Right. But let's actually think about that. Like, why, why would that be fair? Why would it, why should the rates change for everybody across the board? Um, why should your customer that walks in and pays you $50 in cash, you know, the 75 year old man that's going in, that comes in, he's just old school and he wants to pay with cash. Why should his rates change when uh, somebody else is walking in, they're getting 1% cash back on their, uh, on their credit card. They're getting all these benefits. Why should the prices be the same? Um, right. And so I think that the dual pricing program is absolutely best for the business owner because literally you're eliminating your number one expense in many cases, even more so than um, the renting of their location building or, you know, the, their space, um, credit card fees absolutely are ridiculous in the sense that they just really hand type uh, business owners. Right. Um, and so, you know, what about the consumer? Why well, I also think it's the best for the consumer because now you're passing those fees to the people that it's relevant to and you, you're not doing that to the people that um, are just trying to pay with cash. Right. Yeah. Really good insight. Yeah. Very, uh, very cool. Um, very interesting. Uh, one of the comments here, and, and maybe you can talk to us a little bit about a dual pricing program and what it looks like, because, uh, this question was, I accept credit cards and just pay the fees. I find it too cumbersome and difficult to charge people the additional fee within their system. Yeah. Right. So how are, how are we, um, how are we figuring out what that fee is and then passing that through to the customer without having to do a bunch of manual, you know, yeah, you definitely do. I definitely want to suggest doing it manually. So, um, typically no matter what business you're in, it doesn't matter if it's self storage or, you know, whatever your business type there, you should be working with the company that's handling your payments, you know, and, uh, whether that's sure. an independent sales organization, you're direct with the process or whatever the case is. And this is not a new program. This is not something that, only a certain handful of people can do. I mean, this is something okay. that almost everybody can do. And so, you know, they should be able to set that program up very, very seamlessly for you through your system, through the, um, through maybe your POS system or your terminal that you're using to accept payments or even your online gateway. And mm -hmm. so that should almost happen seamlessly. Um, and what basically happens you know, in a 30 second, you know, rundown of how that works, right. you know, when that customer pays that additional fee um, is held and then that fee at the end of the month is used to cover the processing fees that would be associated with those payments. Um, so for the business owner, they shouldn't have to do anything. Um, they should be able to accept payments if their transaction is $100 and somebody pays with a card, $100 should hit their bank account and it shouldn't have to be any manual work at all. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people have some questions on that and they're, you know, am I going to be sitting there, you know, trying to figure out what was the 3.5% <laughs> right. on this transaction and add it to the transaction before they run the card. Sure. Um, and there are some new softwares that are already figuring this kind of stuff in as far as, um, 
pro- property management softwares and things like that that I've uh, looked into a little bit. So yeah, one of the questions uh, or one of the answers on the question here or the comments on it was um, maybe you can think about different auto pay choices like uh, when you pay your taxes online or any other expense. When you pay with a credit card, there's a fee. However, when you pay e-check, there is no fee. Uh, you could look into this for your customers and then can switch with credit card and they could auto pay with an e-check or with sure. ACH. Okay. Um, kind of how, how does that work or what are some of the benefits of, of presenting that option? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um that's also not a new, a new option or anything like that. I mean, if you pay with a, with cash, there's typically no fee on like a dual pricing type of a program. Um, if you pay with a form of payment, like an e-check or ACH, there still is a fee associated with taking ACH payments. It's very small compared to like a credit card processing fee. Okay. So typically on a dual pricing program, um, you might be passing, you know, 4% or 3% or something like that to the customer, um, for credit cards, and that fee might look like 1% or something, 1% or 2% on ACH. Obviously, it just depends on who you're working with. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely far cheaper um, to accept those forms of payment. Um, and those can happen automatically, I think, to this uh, commenter's uh, point. They can happen automatically as well. Somebody can automatically ACH each month as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a big benefit. And, again, that's, in my opinion, a huge pro um, for, like, a dual pricing option because not only now is it – cash or card, but there's, you know, ACH and e-check and everything like that. Um, right. So, yeah, I think it's a really okay. good option as well. Uh, if As we get into the ACH thing, because one of the follow-ups was about ACH, it, what is the different risk? Maybe you don't know the answer to this with it being ACH-based, but, like, if an ACH payment returns versus, you know, a credit card just fails, there's no fees with a failed credit card transaction, correct? Um, well, there, there are, is fees with a failed credit card transaction. Okay. As yeah. far as it, we would have the same interchange rate as the normal. And I mean, sometimes the business owner is not passed back that fee um, or they're charged that fee, but there's definitely fees associated with, you know, um, you know failed transactions, Run, returns, trying to run declines, somebody's things, recurring things like auto that, yes. payment that doesn't get right. through. There's a fee there. Okay. Uh, one of the other things and one of the other objections that I kind of saw on this was um, this. Do you want the additional fee to be the last thing your customer sees and they feel like you're trying to fee them to death? Sure. Right. So how do you kind of say to, to that point, like you're showing an additional fee on the, on the receipt or on the transaction, right? It's, it's going to be a separate line item yeah. um, that shows the processing fee. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this before from the customer. What, what, yeah. How do you kind of answer that? I would answer that and say, you're really, really overthinking this. Like business owners that adopt a dual pricing program are not getting the pushback that they think that they thought they would when they pass these fees to the customer. Okay. So if you, you know, and typically business owners that do switch to a program like this have the ability that if they don't like it and it doesn't work, they could switch back to like traditional processing data has definitely proven that that does not happen. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that they are losing customers over this fee that they're passing to them? Well, no, obviously if they were losing customers, they would switch off the dual pricing program and go back to traditional processing. Right. Well, why are they staying with it? Because customers don't typically care to pay that small percentage of fee. And the thing okay. that you got to realize is, you know, if you take a business owner that has a thousand dollars a month in credit card processing fees or 5,000 a month or even more, um, you know, you're not passing that much to one individual customer. You're passing a very small percentage um, three to 4% to that mm-hmm. customer. So, you know, this a lot of times is going to be a couple of dollars or less than a dollar or literally pocket change for an individual 
customer okay. versus the business owner paying thousands of dollars. You know, why should that all be on the business owner? So, mm-hmm. I mean, a comment like that, I would just say right away, like you're really, really overthinking it. Um, customers are used to paying fees like this. They're the ones getting the benefits from it. And if they don't want to pay it, they don't have to. There's other options. That's the idea behind a dual pricing program. I feel like this is something that a lot of people overthink, right? Right. Because a lot of the questions come back like, oh my goodness, don't you dare. Like this is an untouchable fee that you can't mess with. Sure. Um, You pay it and it's the cost of business. And that's, and that's what a lot of people have said. This is business. Like people are in business. And when, why you're seeing this um, kind of develop more and become more popular in your areas, because when one business owner adopts this program, the person who doesn't adopt this program, they are at a disadvantage, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, yeah, that's fine. They could say, Oh, I'm not doing that. I would never do that to my customers. Well, guess what? You know, one person is paying zero. The other person is paying a couple thousand dollars a month. And in the end of the day, at the end of the day, typically business owners, it's pretty, no matter what field you're in, it's probably competitive to some nature. So you're at a disadvantage if you don't uh, utilize a program like this, especially if somebody else in your area utilizes a program like this. And that's why I tell people this program, this type of model where fees are passed to the customer, it's coming whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to adopt it. You can be bullish against it. Um, I would never do that. You're taking the high ground. I would never do that to my customers. Well, you probably are going to raise your rates. If you're not, at some point you got to think about the way you're running your business. Um, and you know, you want to be profitable and you want to make sure you stay in business. And by the way, one thing else on that, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, it seemed no, like you're going to ask no, another no, question. You're good. Um, one other thing about that is typically when you have clients and when you have tenants in the self storage business, or if you have, um, people visiting your store and your business owner, they appreciate your business. That's why they're coming there. And they want you to keep your doors open. They don't want, you know, we just had a local sub shop in our, in my local area go out of business and it sucked. And I would love to, I would have loved to tell him you should have done dual pricing and at least save that thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You should have, you know, even thought about raising your own prices, you know, just to make sure, cause you had a lot of loyal clients. People are for the business owner. And so I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why, you know, most customers do not push back against this because they are more aware that the business owner is trying to do what's best for them and they're trying to keep their doors open and they're trying to be successful as well. And so it's more of, it's almost a way for them to just support the business owner. Yeah. And and I want to kind of just go back and this isn't off of a question here, but when you said that, you know, there's competition in business, right? I think that the self storage industry as kind of a whole has been, it's been so it's been growing so fast because there's so much need for self storage right now. Like the demand is was, has been super high historically over the last few years. Like it's just boomed with all the money that they gave away, and you know everybody needs more space, right? We're very high on the you know right now everybody has a lot of money and they're spending it. However, as the demand falls because everybody's building these units really quickly, it's going to become more and more competitive, and your rates are going to matter more. And so, like, kind of the reason that I wanted to bring this into the discussion was. You know, how can we maximize profitability for the business without raising the rates, right? Because at some point, you know, there's eight local storage facilities within a mile of me right now. That per month fee is going to matter. And so when you come out and you list yours at $80, but I can list mine at 75 because I don't have to show that fee as part of the lease, you know, that's an advantage that I gain over you 
as you're trying to raise your rates and I'm trying to pass that fee through, you know, after the point of, at the point of sale or, you know, at the transaction level. So I think that the competition is going to require that this kind of becomes more adopted over the, you know, over the near future. Yeah, sure. I mean, and there's a lot of good points to that too. And I mean, there's definitely, um, there's definitely, you know, I know a little bit about the software that you guys offer to help self-storage property owners um, and how you don't even have, you know, fees associated with, you know, um, you know, a per, uh, per unit fee or even a monthly fee or anything like that. And so, I mean, that's, there's going to be more and more programs that are trying to figure out a way to do that model where how can we really allow maybe somebody that wants to get into self-storage to still be able to do that and maximize their, their returns on their 10 units or a hundred units. And, you know, um, because again, you know, now they might have to, they might have to charge, you know, $70 a, a month or a hundred dollars a month when before they might've been able to charge $150 a month. Right. But there's other, there's four other people in the town doing the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. The more that, um, you know, business always gets more competitive. Um, fees always, you know, go up. And so that's one of the cool things about that, you know, for sure is it helps, it helps everybody in that scenario for sure. Right. This podcast episode was brought to you by CC Storage. CC Storage is a property management software that helps you pass the fees of credit card processing onto your customers so you don't pay credit card processing fees ever again. If you enjoyed the podcast, there's a link below where you can fill out a form and be interviewed on the podcast with myself. If that interests you, please click the link below and we'll be in touch. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Don't forget to check back next week for another interview with another self-storage property owner.